How's it going, guys? Welcome back to 12 O'Clock Talks with Jack and Dave. Today we talk about learning Spanish, foreign dorms, and the World Cup. We hope you enjoy. And we're back. Hello. Hey. Happy 12 o'clock. Happy 12 o'clock. Yeah, good 12 o'clock. Um, so what's new in your life, Mr. Dave? New in my life? Yeah, what's new in your um, life? Um, I just had Thanksgiving. Obviously, we all just had Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I forgot but, about Thanksgiving. But it was the first Thanksgiving where I wasn't in school, which was a weird thing. Oh, that is a weird thing. So usually, at least with law school specifically, I would be, the majority of my Thanksgiving would be spent studying because finals are right around the corner. And so this Thanksgiving, I just hung out with family the entire time. Wow. That was a, that was a fun change. Was it one that you enjoyed? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. You know, I um, didn't feel guilty for not being in a book. And then whenever I, because and over the other ones, like I would feel guilty for not studying because, you know, oh, you, you get indoctrinated into that way of thinking for school. And then when you're around family and you're in one room and you can hear them all playing card games in the other, but you're reading you know, criminal procedure and doing practice problems over it, you feel guilty for not hanging out with family. So it was always really tough to kind of enjoy the holidays, specifically Thanksgiving. It's really tough to enjoy them. So it was cool to just do Thanksgiving. I brought a dessert. You I made sopa I made sopa pia cheesecake. You made it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. Thanks. It was pretty solid. It got it got some good reviews. Five stars. So that only. was good. So that was it. Five stars only. That's all I strive for. Um. Oh, so you know how I was te- I was texting you on my whenever I was driving to Thanksgiving. Dude, I messed up. What'd you do? And it's and you're gonna find this super funny because you've been in a relationship for a while but let's just air our relationship laundry on the pod um what's what's going on man what'd you do what'd you do wrong um my girlfriend and i were having a a date night before and i think it was yeah it was it was a planned date night like we were gonna go and we went and picked up pizzas and then we were going to watch a TV show. And so, well, originally we were going to watch a movie and then we decided to compromise. We'd watch one TV show that she wanted to watch and one TV show that I wanted to watch. Well, the one that I wanted to watch is the documentary about the, the Harrier jet, the Pepsi thing. And so Pepsi ran this ad campaign basically where you could get X amount of points for buying Pepsi and they, you could redeem those points for Pepsi swag, like t-shirts, jackets, hoodies, sunglasses, type sort of thing. And in their ad, at the very end of it, this kid like is on his way to school, comes down in a Harrier jet 
it's like Harrier jet, seven million points, something like that. And so the documentary is about this college kid who redeemed seven million points to Pepsi for a Harrier jet. What? And it turned into this huge lawsuit about whether the offer in the ad was valid and therefore the kid accepted it, redeemed the points and Pepsi owes them a Harrier jet or if the offer wasn't valid at all. Right? It was super law nerdy. Right. right yeah and it's it's actually pretty solid i like it a lot it sounds really interesting um, okay it's on netflix or... uh, it's on netflix the episodes okay. are about 30 ish minutes they're not bad all right Good well start. so we started it watched the first episode and then i watched the second episode without her <laughs> and uh, and, casually, you, and you let her know about it too casually brought it up in conversation because uh, there was something that was really funny in it and I was like oh yeah so I went ahead and watched the seven episode and blah 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 and quickly learned how big of a betrayal that is in a relationship so that I guess that's my other new thing is now now I know. Nah, yeah, you'll learn really quickly doing that. <laughs> I just recently did the same thing with um House of Dragons or Game of Thrones. Mm. House yeah. of Dragons was good. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying watching it for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> I like I um so I've, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to watch it. And eventually one day I was like, like, screw it. I'm just going to start it. And I binged like four episodes. <laughs> and I told Sydney that, you know, I was really enjoying it and that we should, you know, she should watch it. She should catch up. And that way we can finish it together. And yeah, like you, I committed an atrocity. Just. I, I I waited so long, man. I just wanted to watch it. You know, a trick is to start the episode over on Netflix. That way, when you go to it, it starts from the beginning. It's not a bad idea. Just just be deceitful for once. <laughs> like if, if that's the extent of your lying, I think it's okay. It's not a slippery. It's it's not a gateway lie. It's not a slippery slope. It is just. It's a. It's a decision that you're making for the good of yourself. I think I was I was reading on Twitter and it was tweeted from the perspective of the daughter of this married couple. And she was saying that it was really funny because her parents were watching a TV show together that they loved. Mm -hmm. But the fun thing that she saw was each spouse would watch the episode without the other one and not tell them. And then they would watch it together. So like whatever TV show episode would be watched three times in a day and like, it, by partner one, by partner two, and then by partner one and two together. Oh and then God. they would just both act like they hadn't seen it. 
which is so funny. It's probably why views get so high. It's not because shows are really that good anymore. It's just because significant others and their significant others don't have the heart to tell each other they're watching it without them. Yep. But yeah, I, that is that is such a cardinal sin. And I, I'm, I realized that the documentary was very much tailored to my interests whenever we watched the first episode. Yeah, so you're like, that's cool. I I just went, oh, you know, like this isn't something she would enjoy, so let's just go ahead and watch it, and then I can tell her about it. It's like, nope, that's not how that works. No. Watch it. And I I learned very, very quickly. You watched it together. Not that she was mean or whatever. You know, it, it wasn't that. It was just like, oh, even though this was a you thing, this was a we thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so, that kind of happens when you're in a relationship yeah learn it but it's one of those funny like little spats though it's like why'd you watch that without me uh i, I genuinely have no good reason to watch it without you i just did i'm sorry like i don't know what else to tell you um, yeah it's like there's a million other shows between netflix hulu and i have prime too but I decided to watch the one that we were watching together on the, like, when you were hanging out with your friends. The, like, it's so, it's so simple and it seems silly, but then whenever you put it that way, it's like, you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> you could have watched anything. Well, next time you just won't tell her about it. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, was, with Sid, it's a bit different because she'll fall asleep in the middle of episodes, but insist that we watch them together. So I don't think that's fair on me. Because <laughs> then we have to go back, we have to go back and watch the episodes. And I'm like, mm. I go, like, we'll watch your episode halfway through. And then she'll fall asleep. And I'll be like, darn it. Like, I know you haven't remembered like at least mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes because I just yeah. noticed you were asleep. So I could binge watch things like I could sit down and just watch for hours on end and be totally cool with it, but it gets too late. So we end up watching shows like really slowly and it's just not the way I watch shows. Like I will sit here at home and just have the show on constantly in the background. Like I don't necessarily need Uh. to like sit down and watch it. And so it's like I fight against every urge in my body to not watch house of dragons during the day i bet that's tough because you work from home yeah like you know you know those days when you're just like completing some like menial tasks at work like working with spreadsheets or something like that and you're just kind of like oh it'd be nice to have something on in the background like that's what i'd put on in the background oh see for house of dragons i think there was so i'm different i i will get home i'm built I'm just different. different. Uh, And we'll watch one episode or maybe two episodes with um, my girlfriend. And so, but then it's bedtime for me. But when we watched House of Dragons, I think there was one time she did fall asleep. And so I just went ahead and finished the episode. But then she the next day watched it during the day 
so that mm-hmm. we could watch the episode that we were on that night. Yeah. So I didn't have to go back and rewatch it, which was nice. So considerate. But also, I don't like for House of Dragon, each episode was like a theme. Like we would sit and watch it. But I only watched one episode at a time. That's fair. Did you watch them as they came out? No. Oh, okay. I just don't have the energy to sit and binge them after work. And oh. so I have like one one solid episode of full attention before it's like, all right, it's bedtime. Before you start dropping off. Mm-hmm. Because we usually would start the episode around eight, like late eight-ish or nine-ish. Mm-hmm. And then after it was over, it's like, all right, time to go to bed. Fair. I got a question for you. How do you get so much Duolingo done during the day? I because I see I see your progress and I'm looking at mine. Wait, first, do you have Duolingo Pro? So I, did the I recently was given the two weeks for you know if you reach certain milestones, they'll give you Duolingo Pro. Yeah. So I was yeah. given that. And then over Thanksgiving, I died and I didn't have enough gems to get to refill my hearts. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose my streak. So I'm on the two week free trial right now. Yeah. But usually I just do it sporadically. Like I do it at lunch and then I do it whenever I get home from work and then I'll do it right before bed. Because your progress. I was looking at yours. You and I, um, we're we're friends on Duolingo. We are, and because you can send congratulations to your friends, which is so awesome. It's so funny. It's it, like I, I love logging in. It's like David's congratulated you for doing one lesson. It's like, Great, thanks, Dave. Um, I recently just hit my fifty day streak, which quite happy Woo. about yes yes thank you thank you nice. everybody nice so smart so just but just in comparison right you this week i've done 184 points in xp you've done 304 you're on a 108 day streak you're in the pearl league which i don't know what that means and you've got 10,000 total XP compared to, just so everybody listening understands how much that is. I have 6,000. <laughs> just, just put, David is putting up astronomical numbers <laughs> in Duolingo, just so everybody knows. This man will be fluent. And I just think it's really funny because like you always, when we were in Austria, you struggled so hard with German. And the your Duolingo stats speak to the opposite, where you're just like, yeah, no, I'll just I'll just grind it all the time. Oh, oh, I still struggle with Spanish. Right now, I'm learning uh, conjugations of present tense verbs. Conjugating things <laughs> is, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't stick. Whatever. Well, that's fair but your um your girlfriend is span is hispanic right so she speaks yeah, spanish. she speaks so spanish. that so that helps it does help spanish sundays are getting better i was able to tell her a story in pretty 
broken Spanish about because we were here's the the background of the story. We didn't know how to say spicy. Like, oh, like let's go get spicy chips, right? Well, it's mm-hmm. Picoso. There is Picoso. So there's a restaurant in Lubbock called Picoso's, which I guess is Spicy's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went there one time and I was with, I don't remember if my sister was married or recently married. It's either my sister and her fiance and her fiance's family or my brother-in-law and brother-in-law's family, whatever label he had at the time. Um, and it's a fancier Mexican restaurant and they had a pretty good whiskey selection so I ordered a whiskey kind of as my appetizer well the waiter that was serving us was super new to the service industry not just new to Picosa's and so I asked for a glass of Four Roses, I think. I was like, can I have a glass of Four Roses whiskey? And he's like, oh, you want a shot of Four Roses? I said, no. Like a glass, can I have one ice cube in it? That's just how I like my whiskey. He's like, okay, so you want a shot with ice? And I went, I looked at him. I was like, look, you're trying your best, bud. Oh, I butted him. It was bad. I shouldn't have. I was like, you're trying your best, bud, but here, here, here's what we'll do. Go to your bartender and say, hey, the table ordered a glass of Four Roses whiskey with an ice cube and let them just figure it out. And then just bring me back whatever they make. Yeah. Because he didn't. Bud. Yeah, I butted him. I shouldn't have butted him. Oh, man. But yeah. And so... I told that story to her in Spanish. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it, it took a lot of, uh, and there's a lot of como se dices in it. Um, but, you know, it worked. You have to explain to the people listening what Spanish Sunday is. So Spanish Sunday is basically my girlfriend who is the most patient human being on the planet will speak to me in Spanish and respond to me in Spanish and want me to speak to her in Spanish. So for the majority of the day, unless like something needs to get done really quickly, we only speak Spanish. And it is really helpful. And so that plus Duolingo is kind of my plan to become conversational in Spanish. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, cool. it, it's tough. It's tough. But yeah. then because then I, I want to be com- like comfortable enough to go into Spanish speaking like markets or restaurants in Lubbock and not seem disrespectful whenever I order in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of so the Duolingo and then I joined a Sunday league team, but the league only like the team only speaks Spanish. Mm, and the coaches yeah. know that too and so like the first it was really cool because i told one of the coaches is one of the coaches i work with at the club and i told him i said hey like i'm trying to learn spanish 
and he introduced me like he introduced me in Spanish and then he introduced me as somebody who was trying to learn Spanish so he was like mm -hmm. don't speak to him in English and he would just kind of like tell people that <laughs> every single yeah. person we introduced and I think maybe as a way to like mitigate like people thinking I'm trying to be disrespectful by speaking to them in Spanish mm -hmm. and then also like just he's he's helped me so whoa whoa he's helped me so much like learn and practice what I'm doing it's really cool but, like having that real the real world experience and having you know speaking with people with different dialects because you speak like you never know where someone's from like he's from Honduras yeah but like we've got we've got some people from Venezuela or Spain or Mexico on the team and everyone speaks Spanish just like a little bit differently and so it's mm -hmm. cool being able to practice like you said with the base of Duolingo but then like you learn kind of conversational Spanish like I didn't yeah. know there's so many ways to say like what's up or like how's it going but I guess in English there are so I guess that makes sense yeah do you ever get to the point where you can't think of a word in Spanish because the only answer is in German. Yeah. One hundred percent all the time. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's I'll terrible. forget the word pedal, like, but a lot yeah. in Spanish yeah. because I can only think of aber in German. And so That's I'll start something in Spanish, throw in a German, like, like this sort of be like oh i'm really tired but i'm happy to see you and i'll say it in spanish german but and in spanish and it's like what is going on I, words are hard yeah mine is mine is um bestimmt. like oh yeah i understand that yeah, that's mm -hmm. good that's good i understand yeah. someone will say something i don't i'll like instead of saying like like yo entiendo or Whatever it is, it's like, oh yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, well. wait, 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 yeah, what? Well. <laughs> what? What's happening here? It would yeah, be boy. Nice. it would it would be nice to practice German still. I love that language. It's a fun one. It is a fun language. It's so harsh. It feels harsh when you first start, I feel like, but like there's a lot of really big words. Yeah, like a lot of, just... but I love how literal it is. Like you'll be walking on the street and it's like a fourteen character word, and it's three different words all put together. And you're like, oh, I know what that means because I know what one word means. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's no, and I think that's something that makes it hard coming from English. Is how much fluff we have in English, the language, mm -hmm. you know, and. I think it's weird to kind of get your brain like the subject of a sentence in English will not be the main point of the sentence. Right. You know, right. you take, so you take the sentence, the red house and la casa roja. Okay. Like the subject of both sentences is the house, right? Like you can say the subject was red, but in Spanish, you are like, the second word, casa, gets you to the subject so quickly. Mm. Whereas in English, the subject, like, you'd be like, the really red, yet quiet and peaceful house. 
you're like, okay, when you're reading it, you're like, oh, I don't know what this is going to be about. And then in other languages, it's like house, red, quiet, good, blah, blah, blah. It's all know? these other things. It's like, let's get to the point and then let's fill in the fluff. And the English is like fluff, smoke screen, point. It does take a while to get to the point. Do you ever find yourself like, it makes it more difficult to understand Spanish because you're thinking about it in English. Like you're trying to figure out what the, like immediately trying to figure out what everyone's talking about as opposed to listening to the whole thing and then interpreting yes. it. Like yes. it's really difficult because you hear, you hear something you're like, wait, what, what horse? Like, you're like wait, no, no, that's not what they're talking about. Like that's yeah. the complete opposite. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe it's a Southern thing too just the overwhelming use of niceties what do you mean so maybe not niceties but subjects too so like in spanish when like quiero you would think in english in my brain it has to be yo quiero yeah even though in Spanish it's okay to be like quiero cerveza. Yeah, Once, it's not I, want, I just just want beer. Yeah. And it seems in my brain, it seems inappropriate. Like I would like a beer. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I do think that at times it feels like in dueling when you're learning how to order food. Because Fonz, Fonz used to say that, one of our friends used to say that it was like, yo puedo, like, like, so like, I can have, like, I can have this. Yeah. And then that's how you would order. It's like more, but then it doesn't make sense in my head. So then like yeah. Duolingo was like, yeah, it's just quiero, like, quiero yeah. manzana. I want, like, I want, I want that. And in English, you're going, you're like, What? Yeah, I can't, I can't but it's the thing. That. It's not I want like it, like the literal is I want, but whenever you write it, it's just want that. Yeah, like, you almost I almost feel a little childish pointing at stuff like want that, want that. Yeah, know that, not that. And like, oh, that's just like the beauty of languages. I guess you could always just add por favor on the end of it and makes it polite. Yeah, if you want to make yourself feel better. But nobody's nobody's gonna be upset with you if you say like, yeah, if, yeah. No, I agree. It is learning language is fun. I mean, it'd be cool to be fluent in like a year. Yeah. Yeah, it would be super cool. Because I'm in a similar. The most of my Sunday league team speaks English, but two the two center backs on our team don't. Hmm. and so I'm learning defensive like like Spanish like fuera out there yeah La banda. yeah but, yeah that was the other one learning soccer Spanish mm-hmm. like learning positions on the field and stuff like that yeah. that one's that one's been interesting because sometimes I'll understand it and they'll be like, do, do you get it? Are you sure you get that? Are you sure? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 we're good. We're good. I got you. I got you. I got you. It's like the, it's the little details I still can't pick up on because everyone speaks so fast. Like so 
Yeah. Like Mazda's Basio board for war. Please just slow down. Just yeah. slow down. <laughs> just slow down. I might get it. I think that's the thing though. Like you need someone to be like, like for you, it's your girlfriend. And for me, it's my like the coach I work with. Just someone to be patient with you and try and like walk you through things. Which they well, I yeah, which it sounds like both of them do, which is really cool. I think it really helps with language. Yeah. You get frustrated with yourself and it builds your confidence. Yeah, especially when, like you're saying, it because if you can speak it, obviously you don't think that you're speaking very quickly. Yeah. But every once in a while, when it, Spanish is going pro, like at a normal pace, but you catch 80% of it, mm-hmm. you go, heck yeah. Like, just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what we're talking about, but I know enough to not be lost like i know i know like for the soccer thing i know where to stand i don't know if i'm getting the ball or not yeah but i know generally where to be i'm in the ballpark yeah yeah like that is such a good feeling because that happens two percent of the time getting like having an understanding the other 98 percent i'm just uh, what is what are we just nodding. I'm like, okay. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Yeah. But yeah, that is the language journey. Certainly a grind. I wish I would have started earlier. Yeah. Like much earlier. But I feel like if your parents don't speak it, it's difficult to like fully learn it. I think that'll be cool too, like teaching. I would like to teach my kids a foreign language. But I would like an understanding of the language before I teach it to them. Like we have a friend whose parents, um, whose mom is German. And he grew up speaking to her in German, but to his dad in English. And now he speaks fluent German still. Yeah. Which is so cool. (laughs) So cool. Remember the first time he answered the phone in German? We were all like, um. You're just so caught off guard. Who? What? Did you because he didn't tell any of us this, right? Like, he just kind of answered the phone and was like, Oh, like, hello, mama. <laughs> you're like, Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, how are you doing that thing that you're doing with your mouth there? What are you, what yeah. are you saying? What are these words? It is really cool, though. Yeah, especially, I'm a little jealous of. So I don't I don't ever want to live in a big city. That's just not who I am. But I do like the idea is and maybe they have like I don't know where where it doesn't matter. So I like the idea of different parts of cities being like cultural, like Chinatown, uh Japantown, Mexico like little Mexico or whatever it is, and like those areas of the city are like you could go and it's just cultural, you know, without having to go to Mexico or China or whatever. And then you could, like, if I wanted to do Spanish Sunday, we could go to a part of town that doesn't speak English and just hang out there for four hours. Yeah. And that would be really cool. Because it's one of those things where you could study it all the time, but if you don't go out and 
speak it and see how people actually interact versus how you're told they interact. Two different things, right? I mean, that was with German too, was, hey, this is what's what's correct on in a textbook, but this is how people talk at the supermarket. Yeah. Or because it's not so, yeah, it's not so formal. Yeah. It's a formal language, but it's not, you're not writing an essay every time you have a conversation with someone. No. And it's not proper either. Like I heard something the other day, one of the coaches came up to the other coach and said, que tal, que tal estamos? Which like literally is me like, how, like, how are we? Right. And I was like, mm -hmm. why did you say like that conjugation of it? And he was like, it's just like, they both looked at me like, I don't know how to explain it. That's just how we freaking say it. Like what, what, yeah. do you do? what do you ask? Like, why are you asking me these questions about the language that we speak? Like, why, you know, I do think, yeah, it's, I think that's why we all picked up on German so quickly. Or that we were able to order a pizza in German within the first two weeks of being there. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, oh, those poor pizza people. They were patient. Um, Good pizza. And we got what we thought we were ordering, which was exactly not expected. We had all agreed beforehand that whatever shows up, we're just going to eat. We don't know what we're saying. Dude, that dorm room food was so just not it ever. It was never hit. It was never hitting. Like the cold, back, the cold walk with the hard boiled eggs. Like looking back, it was just not. <laughs> Breakfast was all right. So when we, we all stayed, when we were in Austria, we all stayed at this like little dorm place thing. Um, which was really kind of cool, I think, because it was very different from like our American dorms at college. Um, but it was it was a lot smaller. Right? I remember we got there in the beds, like, so it was just two beds in a room, and um, beds were quite, as I remember, they're quite small, like they kind of look like yeah. kids' beds. And we were like, oh, okay, this is fine. Um, and. So for dinner, it was mainly like, I mean, I know that I have anything against this, but it was like mainly like vegetarian and vegan foods. And then like once a week, we would have like a meat dish for dinner. If I remember right. Is that right? I think so. It was either that or they had once a week, no meat. There's <laughs> a big difference there. Well, I think because it was like, they would always have a meat option. But it was never the the primary meal. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah, and yeah. then once a week, they would have zero meat options. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, the main thing is a soup. Mm -hmm. And it was primarily, it would be broth and noodles, which is, like you said, fine. But then they would have, like, cold cuts on the side for you to make a quick little sandwich. Yeah, well, they always had sandwich stuff, right? Like there was always yeah. sandwich meat and sandwich bread out. Yeah. Um. Where was I going with that? <laughs> Completely lost my train of thought. I don't know. The thing I liked about the dorm was obviously there was the Americans who were there, but then people from other countries oh, stayed there too. That was so you know? cool. Uh, and Georgia. so you, yeah, Georgia. That was the main one. And then um, 
shoots like other mainly, parts of germany yeah it was mainly georgians uh, Arme yeah mm, were there armenian i think some people from armenia i think so were at there. the beginning because then, people were indifferent not the people we lived in the dorm with didn't go to the same school right everyone was there for different programs and so people would cycle in and out at random intervals it felt like yeah so there was always someone new from a different place doing something different yeah which is dope. and it was really cool and then every once in a while the bottom floor of the dorm was a bar that the dormitory would host a karaoke night every once a month or something like that yeah and you could go and meet other people in the dorms and sing karaoke and hang out but it was a fun mix of a bunch of people who either didn't speak german or didn't speak each other's languages yeah and so that was cool to it's see cool. what other people were doing in salzburg while we were in salzburg well, that and like when we when we finally ended up meeting some more Americans, they were all staying at the same dorm, going to the same college, going to the same bars. Like it was just like little America when we met all of them. Like they didn't really have like an eclectic group of friends, which made me thankful for our our dorm experience. Yeah, because what we were able to have was like we had us three guys from Texas and then. Friend from Chicago, no, um, Wisconsin. 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 California, Arkansas, Illinois, and then Georgia, the country. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It made what I thought was really cool about living in there was the was the dinners, like the on the weekends, because we they didn't have the cafeteria open on the weekends. So we would all or everyone would be cooking, like everyone would be cooking on the weekends but we only had like a small amount of items to cook with and so you you were always going to be in the kitchen with somebody who didn't speak your language or wasn't from where you were from and they were always cooking something like different than you would have thought to cook or eat yeah so that was really cool yeah you could and it wasn't weird to just sit and people watch in the kitchen no not at all. It was kind of accepted because you usually couldn't talk to anybody. Like nobody could talk to each other because we didn't speak German. Yeah. And we didn't speak Georgian or they didn't speak. Yeah. English. Or wherever language of wherever the person was from. And so you just go sit in the kitchen. And I think probably both ways, you know, like what we would do random things to those. 50 cent pizzas we'd buy yeah and try to make them a little more gourmet would probably I, not be the first no, instinct to people from other countries no they're they're cooking like rice and vegetables and we're throwing like my frozen pizzas in the oven with cold pepperonis on them like and then putting yeah. hot spicy ketchup on it because it's just yeah. or making like a massive tray of chicken nuggets yeah, just yeah. so much chicken nuggets. Um, yeah, I think okay, and I'll stand by this. That I think the best way to like, if you're just traveling with like by yourself or with friends, the best way to go and meet new people is get a room at a hostel 
and go to the hostel bar at night, like between eight and nine o'clock, go and like, whether you drink or not, like you go out, you get whatever you meet people because there, I don't think I've ever experienced so much, like so many different people from different cultures in the same room all at once. Like it as in as in a hostel bar. Like it's just weird. Yeah. You all have something in common. Like you're all traveling. You're all you're all there to just try and like meet people. Everyone's gonna be doing something after. So you're trying to figure out like what everyone's doing and what everyone's names are and what what language everyone is speaking. And you know, just a super it, it usually ended up as a really cool experience for us, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Really easy way to meet. Even and a really easy way to meet if this is something that you're scared of, like other English speakers. Like Australians, English. Oh yeah. Irish. You know, like you can I don't think there's ever a hostel we stayed at that Australians weren't at. No, the Aussies are everywhere. The yeah. Aussies and the English. <laughs> Just everywhere and so if you want to meet people and are scared of language barriers and you speak english just go to the hotel happy hour yeah and you will find an australian there who will most definitely buy you a drink yeah i think but yeah wanna... it is a fun group like that's a fun that's a fun just social setting yeah like hostel bars yeah. yeah super dope because then when you get back you're like oh man am i gonna wake anyone up and then you realize everyone's been doing everything that you've been doing all night like then you get back to the yeah. dorm and you're actually one of the first ones back you're like oh gosh i'm gonna get woke <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness it's gonna happen here um and the rooms are cheap like 30 euros a night yeah crazy i think one of the coolest things that happened to us <clears throat> in one of those hostel bars was when we met that Australian couple and we'd met an Australian couple in, was it Vienna? I think it was Vienna or was it Munich? I think it may have been Munich. I think we met, so we met an Australian couple uh, traveling through Munich and they said that they were going to Salzburg, which is where we were living. And we invited them out like we invited them to come to the dorms just on a whim, not expecting them at all to show up or even like message us after our night out. Um, and somebody, they actually messaged us like a week later saying, hey, like we're on our way to Salzburg. What are you guys up to tonight? This is crazy. We met someone in a yeah. different country from a different country. They messaged us on Facebook. And so we were like, oh, uh it's mozart's birthday so we're gonna go to his house and get yeah. free, and get free cake from mozart's house <laughs> they're like what it's like yeah but beforehand we're gonna make tacos what is going on yeah. and so i remember jake a guy, a guy in our group from arkansas claimed he had the best taco recipe and um one of the one of the couple spoke up and said wait he said it's this like famous um what's it called when you put 
it's not a seasoning it's a liquid seasoning it's a hot sauce no 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 like you put all the like the stuff in the bag like you put it in the bag and then you put the meat in the bag a marinade yeah so jake was bragging about this marinade that he made and by the way it was delicious like the chicken was amazing right but but the um the australians predicted they were like i bet it has a bunch of sugar in it and <laughs> surely enough like jake is pulling like tablespoons of sugar into this marinade <laughs> and they're like yeah that's about what we figured so a guy from arkansas cooked just tacos and then we went to Mozart's birthday to get free cake. And then we went to the, I think we ended up going to like a pub or something. But yeah, we met them. We met them in Germany, met up with them in Austria. And uh, yeah, super cool, super cool experience. Yeah. Hostel bars. I forgot about that. Hostel bars. bars. Hostel bars. Hostel bar trivia. Yeah. Hostel, Hostel bar, bar trivia. Karaoke. Oh. It was really nice whenever they were doing American night for hostel bar trivia. And we just smoked everybody because they didn't yeah. know Americans were going to be in the bar. We're good. I got... <laughs> that was all. Yeah. Fair. Worth it. Some of the best experiences. <clears throat> 100%. I don't think we could go to hostels now, though. <clears throat> Why? Well, not with our significant others. Why? You're seeing every other person in a hostel? Yeah. Oh. Because you could get the. Oh, I guess like you get the, a private room. The private rooms. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think what Jack is trying to say is there's not like a. You can't bring your significant other because you're going to like boys' Vegas trip it or something. It's yeah, that, uh, like sleep it rough. It's the the rooms are usually three or four bunk beds, and you you rent the bed, yeah. and then you might be given a locker underneath, mm-hmm. and so you sleep in a room with six strangers. Yeah, which is why they're so like the rooms are so cheap. So That's I just nice wanted thing. just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I appreciate the clarification. It is, yeah, certainly interesting. I remember when we had enough people to book out an entire room, though, like, because our entire study abroad group went. So we had, like, 14 beds just filled up. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that one was kind of sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really glad we had our own room. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, it was 14 people sharing one bathroom. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 14 people. <laughs> hey. Yeah, no, that's what that's why I was saying it. Yeah, just like uh you could you could do a really cheap trip if you just stayed at hostels all the time. Yeah. Even now they're some of them, expensive. Some of them. Yeah. Sometimes they even give you free breakfast, which is nice. No, they don't. We just took it. Remember they said that like it's free, but like you can't leave with any of the breakfast. Like you have to like eat it here. It was in Munich, so we were in Munich. David looks very confused. It's probably because oh, night, I do remember the, it the was night, the night before he, um, 
And so we were in Munich and we wake up the next morning and we're all very hungry um, and very thirsty. And so we wanted food, but we didn't knew that like if we got breakfast outside of the hostel, we'd like we'd have to pay for it. I'm not proud of this, but we ended up like making a bunch like like two or three sandwiches at the station, wrapping them up in paper towels and like just throwing them in our pockets because it was like 30 degrees, 30 degrees outside. It's freezing. Yeah. So we put them in like our like jacket pockets. And then as we're doing like a walking tour of Munich, there's just all of us in the back just like munching on these little sandwiches that we made. And at some point our professor turns around, he's like, What are you doing? Just eating we're just eating we're just eating some food like what do you what do you mean what are we doing like you weren't meant to take that like but we did we did so <laughs> here's the thing you could be upset with us or we could just continue on with our day we're not going to return it so. <laughs> yeah it's like you just just roll your eyes at us just anything and... to save money like literally literally anything to save money on that trip we did it yeah, that's funny. Um, in case you guys were wondering, don't wear cowboy boots when it's <laughs> ice on the ground. Yeah. Couldn't get up hills. Man, that's so bad. The first day we got there, or the second day, Dave didn't have any hiking boots, so he kept wearing his cowboy boots everywhere. And you learned. And you learned. Couldn't walk up hills because of it. It was just walking up sheets of ice and had no traction. Oh man! And I had to spend all my money on trying to buy hiking boots in Salzburg, which turns out to be one of the more expensive cities in Austria. Yeah, I didn't realize that when we got there. It's pretty expensive. You still know what to do. Like, there's not really a lot of ways of cutting corners outside of breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> so, take take that as you will. Um. Okay, the World Cup. I think we have to talk about this, right? The World Cup is happening right now as we speak. USA plays today. USA plays Iran. And if they lose, which they will, USA is eliminated from the World Cup. I wanted to get your, you know, opinion. You think we're you you don't legitimately think we're gonna lose? I do. I do actually think you're gonna lose. I do. No. Yeah. Yep. Three one US. Three one. Three one. That's my prediction. Wow, it's a bold prediction. So yeah, Wales and England. Oh, and they all play at the same time today. Wales and England play at one, and so do USA and Iran. So, if you're listening and you're a uh, USA fan, thirty-one so... US, two zero. Now one zero England against Wales. So US and England go through. You think? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, man. I'm really hoping that's not the case. I really want to see U.S. not go through. Well, just, out of, just out of spite. 
I want to see the U.S. go through because I'm tired of everyone. Have you seen all the debates about how soccer should just not be an American sport because we tied with England? Like we played 90 minutes just to not see a single goal. Yeah, surely that's like mildly sarcastic, though. Like they don't. No, it's. I don't think it is because this was that discussion of everyone thinks football is a really high scoring game. But it's just because they're given a lot of points every time they score. Yeah. It's like 14 to 0 is just 2 to 0. Yeah. Or like a field goal. Yeah. Like how do you even like, you can't there's no metric for a field goal in like soccer. It's like four like two and a half. Like you got close. Yeah. So I want the US to go through so that and then maybe win a game like right out of group stage and it just be exciting. Like just yeah. Just for the the growth of the game. I do think this generation of players is is so much better than what has come before it, that's for sure. Cuz I think this generation of American players hasn't been stuck in the American bubble. Like we have a bunch of players who are playing in different leagues across the globe. Yeah. Which was our main downfall is you can't go to the MLS and then expect to compete against people who play in the Bundesliga and EPL and La Liga and all of these big, um, like the big five. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that makes go, sense. Because play styles are just different and tactics are different. And if you don't have a good mix, you can't compete on an international stage. Right. Yeah, the effects of culture on a team is pretty important. Yeah. Do you know the uh, Tim Weah? His dad is the president of Liberia. Really? No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a player on the U.S. His name is Tim Weah, and his dad is the president of Liberia. Played for the Liberian national team. That's crazy. I forgot Liberia was a country. Yeah. To be honest with you. Same. Um. But I think that's time, Mr. Dave. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being patient. Um, ooh, we got two days till December 1st. Big things happening in December. Um, very excited, very excited. If you guys are still enjoying, make sure you share and leave us a review if you feel so inclined. Um, we do have an email now. So team at 12 o'clock talks.com. If you feel so inclined to send us a uh, topic request or, or you want to come on the podcast, you're more than welcome. We just have to run a background check real quick. Don't want to get any weird people. No, I'm kidding. Um, if you, <laughs> we don't, we, we welcome the weird people. Um, but seriously, thank you. Thanks for your support. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Dave, do you have anything? Yeah, thank you. You nailed it. All right, man. Well, yeah, send us an email. Can you be one of the first? Send us send us an email. Just send us an email. That's all we want. Write us a poem. If you write us a poem, I'll read it. Oh. Yeah, there's a challenge Uh, to people listening. Also, five stars is good. I think we should do that too. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So you could send us a topic. You could send us just your thoughts. If they're funny, I'll read them. Or Jack will read them. Well, if they're not funny, I'll read them. If they are funny, David will read them. (laughs) Yes. Deal.
Um, but yeah, all right, guys. Till next time, I'm Jack, and this is Dave. Yes, sir. I'll talk later. Bye.